Hi, my name is Nicole J. Georges. I'm a queer, feminist, vegan cartoonist, teacher, and advice columnist staying in Los Angeles, California with my half-blind chihuahua, Panyo Georges. <coughs> this is our podcast, Sagittarian Matters. Today on Sagittarian Matters, it's raining men in a very special Holiday Advice Roundtable episode. Stay tuned. Hello listeners from a closet in Los Angeles, California. I come to you this week before departing for a very Portland Christmas with a very special advice episode. I have a lot of special guests, so bear with me. First, I'll tell you about a toilet seat. Then, my parent friend, Amanda, jumps on the line to advise on love. And last, a roundtable advice smorgasbord with Pekingese parent and model Sam Early, actor, model, and furniture designer Sawyer DeVust, and Original Plumbing Magazine co-founders Rocco Kayatis and Amos Mack, who is also a very gifted photographer. Find all of these people on Instagram, and happy holidays, and thank you for your questions. P.S. Special technical assistance this week from Lex Vaughn and Cody the Pekingese. Thank you. Hi, Nicole J. Georges. I hope you're doing well. Um, I have sort of a lighthearted etiquette question. Um, My parents' house is pretty sweet, you know, a healthy amount of cleanliness, uh, not too sterile, but a a happy place to be. Um, For the last year or so, I've noticed, though, that they're... um, main bathroom has like the toilet seat has this nasty plastic coating peeling up and it's starting to become discolored it's almost brown and i just can't understand why they haven't replaced it and i've never but i've never brought it up because i don't want to hurt feelings so i'm wondering is it rude to gift my parents a toilet seat hmm thank you hello that's a really good, lighthearted question. Thank you. Um, you know what I think? I think you should buy them a new toilet seat and just go install it yourself and don't say anything about it. And if they mention it, just say, oh, yeah, it seemed like you needed a new one. That's all. But I wouldn't give it to them as a Christmas present because that seems embarrassing for them to open it in front of other people. So just buy it. Go to their house, install it, throw the other one in the garbage can, and just say, you're welcome. I thought you needed this. I thought it would be helpful. I think we can all agree that the other one was a little long in the tooth. And have a great holiday. Thanks for your question. I called in my special friend, Amanda, to answer this question. Amanda, who are you? Hey, I am a union organizer. Um in Washington, D.C., and I work with getting our members involved in politics. And I am the proud parent of a beautiful four-year-old, Ethan. And that noise you hear in the background is Ethan playing with something. Okay. Ethan, what are you playing with? Media. 
made her the tow truck. Uh, Very popular in this house. Hello, I want some advice. My partner is about to have a kid, like in the next couple of days. We've been together for a long time. It's not my kid biologically, and I don't want to be a parent in any other way. I love my partner very much, and I'm excited for her to give birth and raise this new human. Do you have any advice for how I can stay involved in my partner's life and be a loving adult to the kid, but not assume parenting responsibilities that I'm not interested in having? Yes, we spoke before she even became pregnant and agreed she would be a parent and I would not. I think that's really tough. And I don't I don't think there's really an answer that makes anybody happy. But I think that I think it's really impossible to be there when a new person comes into the world and to be like, I'm going to be the special friend of your parent and be around all the time and not have any responsibility for you. I think that a new baby imprints on the people that are around them. And there, there is responsibility there. Even if you're not a parent and you're not going to sign the birth certificate, you're taking on responsibility. Like you're there with the brand new baby. And like, I almost feel like this person is asking for permission to say, I'm going to peace out when I feel like it. And I don't think you get to do that with a new person. It's kind of a, you're either in it or you're not. And if you don't want to be in it, which I get, like, not everybody wants that, you kind of got to walk away from, like, you walk away from the person, too. Like, you can't pick and choose what part of this person's life you're going to be in. I'm going to not be a parent with you, but I am going to be, like, your sweetie. So that is my probably um, overly conservative, small-town Southern opinion about it, but... I think you got to pick. Are you going to, are you in or are you out? But you can't kind of like be halfway in. Well, there's, so the question is, how can I stay involved in my partner's life? Yeah. But not assume parenting responsibilities. What is that? Her life is going to be parenting responsibility. Like, I I think it's like, she's not going out clubbing. Like, (laughs) like, what is she? The first eight weeks of Ethan's life, we had to hold him. Like, he wouldn't let us put him down. This guy right here. He he cried every time you put him down. So we took turns holding him all night long, every night. And it was not a, like, hot, awesome part of parenting, but it's what we did because they're just, like, you know, feral beasts that have no idea about what's going on in the world. They're like, I spent nine months in a hot tub, and now it's cold and loud and bright, and I don't understand. So you're saying that if a date came over and was like, hey, want to pay attention to me, that you might not be available for that? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. And your and your priorities change, right? Like like I think the the person having the baby may also be a little um naive about what's about to happen. Not naive, but just sort of assuming that they're gonna have this ability to parse out their life into partner time and baby time. And that's I feel like those sorts of distinctions aren't going to exist anymore. Um, but I do feel like I'm being a little like there's because I believe that people with children can date as you know um, right and that you don't have to be dating a stepmom to be dating and you don't have to um, immediately bring somebody into your kid's life but I also have pretty hard and fast rules about like not like my child doesn't meet anybody I'm dating before six months right like what you if- don't 
What if they really, really want to meet him? That creeps me out. What if, what if <laughs> like, they say, call me mommy, when they first meet him? <laughs> I say only if you call me daddy. Oh, wow. Um, no. No, I, I don't think that... Well, because my kid isn't, like, you know, a pawn in my relationship, and I don't think... I think he deserves better than to be emotionally jerked around by, like, meeting everybody I date, because I don't always have, you know, the best judgment. Um, so... <laughs> does he does he look at your Tinder... Does he swipe for you on Tinder? Yeah, he swipes left, right, up, down, swirls. Yeah, he's got great judgment. Um, but, yeah, I think that... I just don't... I don't... I think they're looking for an answer that isn't there because or at least like they need to like step back for a while and let this new parent like get her bearings as a new single parent because it sounds like she's gonna have to be a single parent um and not sort of set her up with this expectation that she has a partner in parenting um or a partner that's going to be supportive in her parenting that actually doesn't want to make the commitment to being a part of that journey for lack of a better word. It seems like a kind of long journey. Have you heard the Kanye West song, Gold Digger? I've heard it's 18 years. Eight. Eight. I. She has one of your kids. She years. has you for 18 years. How many, how many people do you know in their early 20s still living at home? No. 18 years is the, is the, is the short end of the, of the spectrum. I don't know anyone in their early 20s. Um, Amanda, my last question for you. Do you have any um, hopeful tips for um, otherized people under this new administration since you work in politics? Do you have anything to say to us? Because you are, in, she's, she's coming to us from Washington, D.C. Live from Washington, D.C. Um, I have to say that before any of the protections that we enjoy or the things that we've come to expect out of government and out of the systems that we all live within, before any of that, before we had gay marriage, um, before we had uh, legal protections for civil rights, um, before any, before we even had like a strong labor movement that, was, that had the National Labor Relations Act, we had groups of people who raised hell and caused trouble and fought for what they believed in, and they won, and they created the world and the the protections and the legal shit that we have now. I'm sorry, I hope I can say shit on your podcast. Yeah. Um, and those people are still around. Like, a lot of us have to be those people now, but just because we are definitely taking a step backwards doesn't mean we can't still move forward. And so I think we all just have to keep fighting, and it's going to be hard, and we should take care of each other because no one else is going to do that for us, and just keep fighting. And one step backwards doesn't mean it's the end. So that is all. Thank you. You're welcome. I want to ask you what happened if we all perish in nuclear war, but um, um we won't know because uh, we won't be here to see it. Um, yeah, cool. But we won't because people are basically good. That is my mantra of 2016. That has been really hard to keep. Is people are basically good. Like, I look at my kid, and I'm like, he is a basically good person. You give people the opportunity to be good, and they do good. So, just everybody go love each other and your baby mamas. 
love your love each other love your baby mamas love mm -hmm. your babies thank you for coming on the podcast amanda this was great advice of a Sagittarian Matters Christmas Advice Special. I'm Nicole Georges, joined by producer Ponyo Georges in Los Angeles, with special guests. Rocco. Kayatis. <laughs> Rocco Kayatis. Amos Mack. Sawyer Dust. Sam Hurley. You gotta talk louder. Who's this? Cody Bear. <laughs> the Bear. Cody Jennifer... <laughs> Bear Early Mac is his full name. The Bay Oral Candidate of uh, <laughs> Beachwood Canyon, Los oh, Angeles. That's so interesting that Bay Oral Candidate is here with Miss Pongeniality. I know, it's very oh It's really cool. It's a match made in... So no. All dogs go to heaven? Heaven. <laughs> um, so the, the ground rules for our um, caucus of advice giving is that uh, you have to try and talk into the m very sophisticated microphone. And uh, please don't talk over each other. And um, that's it. Okay, we can do this rapid fire. You don't even have to dwell on people's problems. Just give me your instinctual. It doesn't have to be PC. Say something awful, whatever you want. That's what my um, customers have come to expect. Dear Nicole, I'm not a dog owner, but walk friends' dogs sometimes. Is it okay to scoop poop and then throw it in a stranger's trash can if the can is close to the sidewalk? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Throw it in your Yes. <laughs> I like to put it in the green one because I isn't that like the um, compost? Compost, yeah. My dog poop is not compostable, but well, that's what I do. <laughs> she said it's not okay. Anya weighing in at the last minute. Hi, Nicole. I have a question. I'm socially awkward, but in a strange way. I can meet people casually at a party or an art event with making small talk. No problem there. The problem I have is I'm awkward when it's time to move on. Besides saying, okay, I'm done talking to you, I want to meet the other people here, bye, how can I make a more graceful exit? Um, I think that you should say, it was so nice talking to you, I'll, maybe I'll catch up with you later. Mm. I'm going to refill this water jug. That's good. And then dance away. Carry a jug. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, just tell them that you cut your foot earlier and that your shoe is slowly filling with blood. I love Romy and Michelle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I generally, it's something, because if I get caught, it's for so long that I actually do end up having to go to the bathroom or get a drink. So I can authentically say, I got to go to the bathroom or get a drink. Or if someone else I want to talk to is there and they're leaving, I'm like, oh, I got to go. I got to go tell Rocco something. Mm -hmm. Nice talking to you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So nice meeting you. I just say it was really nice meeting you. You know, I'll talk to you soon. Peace. That, I get caught. I need someone to come and take me away from <laughs> the person I just met. <laughs> Signed, Awkward Al. Best of luck. Best of luck, Awkward Al. Okay, this one's a good one. My girlfriend is British and thinks everything ever is rude. And I'm Canadian <laughs> and my manners are not on that level. How do I teach her that some things are actually not rude? I thought British people had a pretty, like, crude sense of humor. No? I thought the Canadians were actually very polite. I think Canadians are polite, but British people have like a, they have a monarchy. proper. Yeah. Things are like done proper. Proper versus polite, right? So if it's a yeah. proper Brit and a 
polite Canadian. The Canadian is having a hard time just saying, relax, let me just be myself. Yeah. I mean, I think that you're not going to teach her that something's actually not rude if she thinks it's rude. Yeah. I, I think you could just say, yeah, this is, there's cultural differences. We come from a different place in the world, and this is just, you're going to have to learn how to not necessarily change what you think is rude versus polite, but just go with the flow, man. Could you <laughs> you say, know what I mean? Like, yeah, accept. Take a cultural differences. I don't think people like fundamentally change their value system unless they're medicated. So I don't like maybe it's maybe it's an age thing too, but I don't think just telling somebody to chill is going to resolve the situation. Yeah. Could you say love it or leave it? I would say leave it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I've had somebody think I was rude before when I wasn't being rude, and it felt very triggering for me because I love manners. Silencing? Not silencing. Mm-hmm. It was like I was supposed to meet somebody for ice cream. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm in your neighborhood. I'm going to get ice cream here. Do you want to meet me? He's like, sure. And then I got the ice cream on and I was eating it. And then he showed up. He's like, well, that's rude. And I was like, what? And he was like, that you started, you already ordered your ice cream and are eating it. Oh, there's an etiquette rule that if, if uh, something is cold, you're allowed, or no, it's if it's hot, you're allowed to eat it. <laughs> so you were supposed to let that ice cream melt. Well, I just, I was like, oh, I wasn't trying to be rude. And then it was like a huge fight and I was like, fine, bye. I think the rule should be if it's temperature, temperature specific, yeah. you can eat it. Yeah. Like but ice cream's going to melt. But you didn't yeah. make it. You were ordering it. You could have waited to order. That I doesn't apply. I just didn't have also, a lot of time. you wanted to hang out and it wasn't about the eating. But this isn't about you. <laughs> now we've made it about you. <laughs> so back to the query at hand. The query at hand. I, think I like, don't remember. I think in terms of that, my advice would be to just, um, it sounds like maybe he's frustrated that... The underlying thing to me seems like maybe he's frustrated that she's policing his rudeness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would pick your battles and also just like see if maybe she doesn't accept you for who you are. Like that's a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Kind Am I reading too much into it? I'm going to take your response and I'm also going to say that I think it would be really fun to get two etiquette books. One from the mm. UK and one from here, and then you can swap and you can both read them. Yeah. And just get an idea of where the other person's coming from. All right. Um, hi. <clears throat> Question. Hi. 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 I love my partner. We've been dating for 1.23 years. <laughs> <laughs> She's nice most of the time oh. and awesome. A great artist, but... Not the level I feel I am. (laughs) When I say that, I mean I'm an active artist with a passion. Oh. I wish she felt the same need, but art isn't her number one. I fear she's going to end up holding me back. Plus, she has a crazy jealousy issue I think is a total turnoff. What should I do? That sounds like a lot of enmeshment. What is enmeshment? It means like that you like to become one in a nutshell. Like, you guys are separate people. If you're an artist and she's an artist, let her have her own artistic passions and, and what career path, and you can have yours. Her ambitions for her artistic career should have nothing to do with your ambitions for your own artistic career, and it shouldn't be upsetting to you or to her if you're m- more advanced in your career than she is. It should be in- inspiring and exciting because you guys are together to support each other, not to be each other. Yeah, are you dating her because you love her or because you want to be an artistic power couple? I think we know the answer to that. <laughs> I mean, if you're not running a business together, then it shouldn't matter. Like, 
what their success or passion or motive or whatever is unless it dribbles into other parts of their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or actually, unless does she get jealous or they do they get jealous of that person's art career and they're upset because they're mm-hmm. jealous and not putting in an effort? Because I can understand that frustration. I think the jealousy issue is a separate issue. Oh, well then never mind. I'm going to say don't do more things to make her more jealous. I know that sounds like a victim blaming kind of thing. Um, what should I do? It sounds like you should... I don't know. What do you, wait, Amos, what do you think? Sawyer, what do you think? Um, I felt a little... I didn't expect that to be the end uh, question when you started that email. And when you started reading it. So I was a little um, taken aback by it, but I agree that it shouldn't be something that isn't, it's not necessarily the concern of the person who's upset with the other, who doesn't have the artistic passion. Um, and if it does, then say goodbye. Let her be free. Yeah, let her be free if you're interested in someone who's going to match you passionately with your, with your artistic practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like this person already knows what what they want. Yeah, to do. Um, the I mean, just the fact that they're like saying some not nice things about their partner, <clears throat> some disparaging things, and then is upset about the jealousy issue. That's a turnoff. So, I think you know what you want to do. I think people often know what they want to do when they write, and they're like, "My partner's great," but and then they start complaining about them to a stranger. What do you think? Yeah. You know what? You should definitely break up with them. You totally, you're totally, you totally get to sound awful. Um, she has a crazy jealousy issue. God, I can only imagine them in an art gallery together and the partner's like, God, I wish I was dating another artist who cared as much as I did. And then, the girl, <laughs> and then the girlfriend gets jealous and then they're like, God, what's your problem? You need to work on that. Okay. <clears throat> P-O-N-J-G, some advice is needed. A former fling has returned from a long trip and seems to think we're still hot for each other. I totally cooled down while they were away. We are hanging out as friends, but their long, sultry glances fill me with that awkward terror, which they clearly think is shyness. Also, they belch all the time, which I guess I thought was cute before, but now find gross. I don't want to police their gassy self-expression and be a mean old heartbreaker all at once. Help! Cheers and take care. With a paw prints and a pizza. Been there. You have? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Traveled to see someone and then was like, uh-oh, <laughs> trapped at her house. <laughs> it's Bro. not cute. Uh, four or five days, but I would say move. If you're in the same city, just go. <laughs> just move. And also, if she's belching all the time, she might want to go to a GI. That could be something serious. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I might have just saved a life on your podcast. <laughs> It could be it could be an allergy to food. It could be Crohn's disease. It could be cancer. If you, got, I'm just saying, it could, it could be, be cancer. GI cancer. I'm not even joking. What do you? That's I think true. it could just be taking too much air. When they're breathing, they're just breathing in a. Have you tried breathing with your mouth? Like, <laughs> okay, this person says they. This is a former fling. The burper. Um, I don't. Why are you still spending time with them? Just. Say that you uh, say like you know what I think that that ship has sailed. Yeah. I don't think we really I can't really re- re- revisiting that right now, but I'm like so glad you're back. I don't know. I mean, yes. Yeah, be try being honest. If it was a former <laughs> situation, then <laughs> if it was a former fling, then how, maybe bring up how you left it. 
you know, the last conversation where you were honest together. Remember <laughs> like, when we were like, goodbye? Remember when we decided that this wasn't working? <laughs> Same. Remember when you went on your mission trip and left me for God and came back? Well, if at a certain point, if they seem very aware of their feelings and the situation and this other person doesn't and it kind of feels like they're leading them on yeah. at this point too. Yeah, you're not doing them a big favor yeah. by yeah. feeling gross about this being physically close to them. Like they're you don't not... want to be a mean old heartbreaker, but it's kind of mean to write this question without them knowing. That's mean. It's an act of, it's like inadvertently inconsiderate because you're trying to protect them from hurt feelings, but meanwhile you're protecting them from knowing your honest feelings, which will ultimately be more hurtful than just being honest. And they're an adult, I hope. <laughs> so I think you should, I mean, respect them by, by treating them like an adult and that they can handle their feelings. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I just, I think, like, you know, Rocco and I have talked about this in that podcast before, that, like, if you're feeling guilty about a decision, then I think you know the answer to the decision. Mm-hmm. And your real question is a codependent question. But also tell them to get that, that belching checked out. That <laughs> seriously could be a big <laughs> As issue. As they're leaving? Yeah, just like I'm concerned about your health. You guys are going <laughs> to... Real. You guys are gonna I'm love totally this. Being honest, I know it seems like a big thing. But I was think... burping like that for a long time, and I had an enormous parasite in my body. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? That was the yes. first sign of Alexis's cancer, too. Not to bring that to your podcast, <laughs> but she had it for years before, and I just feel like a constant belching is a sign that you have serious GI problems. What if you're saving lives right now? That's for what I'm real? saying. Yeah. Yeah. So people are going to, like, go to unsubscribe from OP based on you laughing at their questions, but then be happy because you're saving lives, and then buy a couple gift subscriptions. Great. Happy to be of service. (laughs) Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton, with assistance by Ponyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.